Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Today is uh, Tell Dell Tuesday, and uh, we have a guest with us here today, uh, someone that I've uh, not known personally, so it's going to be interesting to me to hear his story. With us today is Jason Bartley out of Austin, Texas. Jason, welcome to the show. Hey, Dale. Thanks for having me. Jason, I'm looking here at your resume, and uh, I've got two, three pages of purchases. Before you were a member, before you started here, did you have real estate prior to being here, or did you start up here? Yeah, yeah. No, I had quite a few years experience uh, prior to Lifestyles, so I did that typical route, you know, go to school, get a job, and you know, I, I realized that wasn't the path for me a few years into corporate America, and I got caught up on all those house flipping shows back in the day, um, so I said, hey, that's, that's the route out. So <laughs> I did one of those flips back in Southern California and came out with a little bit of money, but, you know, I said that that's, I, I can't sustain that. I did everything wrong. Had all my friends, you know, coming over, family doing the work. Uh, made a little bit of money and uh, said, you know, I want to buy and hold the next one. So kind of looked all over the U.S., had a buddy that was in the in the market. And I said, hey, where's, where's some good markets? You know, can't can't do this in California, make good cash flow. So I said, check out Florida, Texas, Carolinas, Georgia was on there. And, uh, found a house, actually a fourplex in, in Austin, Texas, and uh kind of ran some numbers and said, shoot, you know, 30% returns and molded over for a little bit and put in an offer and had a, had a, had a, you know, fourplex purchase sight unseen. And that, that was really the start of it. So you were living in California at the time? Yeah. Yeah. I was living out there. I uh, went to school out there. All the friends, families were out there. My, my grandma was actually born in Texas. So I'm the first one actually making a full circle, but, um, after that first fourplex, um, you know, I had some real bad third-party managers, uh, you know, fired fired two or three of them. Uh, that next year, we had enough cash flow from the fourplex where I actually bought a duplex in, in Austin. And then um, in 2007, I, I basically told my company, if I was doing some global IT program management, I told them I was, I was quitting moving to Texas because I, I fell in love with it. I'm a, I'm a Texan at heart. 
<laughs> yeah, they say that if you weren't born here, you got here as quick as you could, is the way they explained it to me when I first came here. So there's no doubt. So, um, I mean, I can't even imagine how many different deals are sitting here in front of me. Um, did Were all these buy and flips, or are they all buy and holds? What did, what did you do? I mean, these are tremendous number of duplexes, fourplexes, and some single families. I mean, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I, I basically, you know, after that first fourplex, I, I couldn't believe it. You know, they're, they're little cash machines. They're easy to manage. I actually, when I moved out here in 07 to, to Austin, Texas, now that my house up on, on Lake Travis, um, and just, just kept buying and plugging them in. I, I started my own property management company at that time because I wanted I'm a control freak, you know, and I, I want things done my way. Just, you know, I want a good service, good rates, and good communication. And I, I don't know why it was so hard to get that from third party. So slowly just started buying, you know, every year to have enough cash flow saved up for a down payment on a new one. And it just become, it became so easy um, where I just kept buying fourplexes. And that's, that's really all that I knew. And then... In 2008 to 2011, I kind of got sucked back into corporate America and escaped a few rounds of layoffs. And I was looking at my boss and my boss's boss, and I, you know, I had a, a thought. I, I, I don't want this to be my life, so I kind of got heavy back into into buying fourplexes again. Um, 2013, I bought two of them. 2014, I bought three of them. 2015, I bought four of them. And then I said, I, I can't continue this. I mean, you got 50 utility bills, all these insurance statements, tax statements. It was just too much to manage. So I, I said, what's what's next? And the next logical progression is, is apartments. And I knew nothing, nothing about apartments. Uh, I heard cap rate terms, NOI terms. So I was looking up for, you know, some, some training seminars and, I'm actually addicted to three things in life, iced tea, real estate, and podcasts. And I, I came across your, your Lifestyles podcast. So that's when I what kind of found Lifestyles and started, you know, binge listening to, to the podcast and and joined Lifestyles to learn learn the apartment side of it. How many total units were you managing at that point when you started looking into apartments? So I was about 50, 50 units spread across duplexes and, and fourplexes. And you felt that was pretty uncomfortable to sustain as an owner operator yourself. Yeah, yeah, I just, I just couldn't keep keep up that pace. You know, there, there were small purchases. The amount of time it took to manage them and find them and close them, and you know, you get those ten, those ten Fannie Mae loans. You've got to go up to the to the bank loans at that point. So I maxed those out, um, and I just felt, you know, there there had to be more. I, I couldn't continue that that exponential growth with with the small stuff. Gotcha. So um, if you're sitting out there and you've got this uh, modicum of success already, you're already pretty successful in doing this stuff, you realize you didn't understand multifamily. I actually went through that same phase myself. When I started doing multifamily, I said, you know, I better learn how to do this. So I went to the Apartment Association because that's the only place I could go to get some help. But you realized it. When you first came to Lifestyles, what did you think? I mean... You know, so many of these real estate programs and groups and whatever are a bunch of hooey-pooey. What did you think when you ran into us? Yeah, good, 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 good question. So I thought the same. I'm, I'm real, you know, I, I, I don't believe a lot of stuff. And I've, I've never joined up with any seminars or groups or real estate classes. So 
It actually took me a while. I mean, I, I was researching you guys for a good year. You know, I went to a lot of free workshops. I talked to tons of people. Um, nobody had anything bad to say. It was all positive. So it, it took me a good year, you know, to, to really feel comfortable before before joining up. And then I actually had a buddy that joined up, and he was already getting into passive deals. And I said, shoot, you know, he's, he's passing me up. I got to do something. And I, I don't know if you remember – uh, you used to offer, you had nice parties, big parties at your house, and you said on the radio, hey, uh, first few people to call up, you know, I'll invite you to my party. And that was, what, uh, five, five years ago or something. And said, eh, that's a good good point. I heard a lot about your parties and, you know, and called up and joined up and went to one of your parties out there at your, your house. So that was, a, that was the, the impetus to, to join up. That's funny. That is. I mean, I, I never thought of my house as being a, a marketing tool, but I guess it was. We did have some good parties. So what did you think of the house when you came out? Oh, man, it was amazing. I brought my daughter out there, good, a lot of families, and that, that pool was amazing. She loved that pool, jumping off that cliff in your in your back over there. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was, yeah, it was awesome. And, and the best part was the people, just talking to, you know, big-time leads that were really successful and the amount of, of knowledge and looking around saying, you know, hey, everybody's just like me, you know, it's normal, normal good, good people. I think I found found my people once I, once I joined up, you know, not – not politically correct, and you know, love love the lifestyle, love having fun, family, people. It was it was great. You know, that's interesting, Jason, because that's exactly what this group is, and they all feel the same way about each other. It just it's a collection of misfits. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> we, we don't fit in with the rest of the world, so we created our own little world, right? And yeah, sure. uh, I think that's what Lynn calls them. You know, it's a collection of broken misfits. Yeah, that all got together. <laughs> So um, you decided to, to take the class. What did you think when you took the two-day? Because, I mean, I, I'm asking this because you're the kind of person that I am who is going to try to want to figure it out on his own. You always want to figure it out on your own. You're always going to go do it on your own. You're going to try it. You're going to test it, stick your toe in it, work on it, think it through, and then move forward. But at some point, we end up trying to find the people that know what we don't know, right? So what did you think when you came to the two-day? Yeah, that, that's right. I had the, some other other guys say that I'm a I'm a mentality. You know, I did everything. I wanted to learn the business, so I you know swung the hammer. I was managing all the properties before I hired somebody. I was getting those late night toilet calls, and then once I once I went to the two day and, and the first day, you know, I kind of checked out. It's you know, it's like yeah, all the stuff sounds familiar. I, I I know this stuff. When's when's the good stuff start? And that next day, I kind of learned about apartments and. And what struck me is I actually took the class with David Fisher, and I, I love that guy. You know, he's not politically correct. And kind of asked me what I was doing and said, you know, why are you here? And he said, what, what are you doing, dummy? You, you got all this equity and all these All right, properties. Jason, Jason, hold that story. we got to go to a break. We'll be right back with Jason Bartley and the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Del Tuesday is Jason Bartley out of Austin, Texas. Jason has uh, done numerous, numerous, numerous deals, starting with duplexes, fourplexes, single families, and then finally decided he wanted to go into apartments and came to Houston, took the two-day, and as we were going to break, he, he was starting to share a story that he had with David Fisher. Uh, Jason, pick it back up. Sorry, I had to cut you off, but they took us to break there. Yeah, no problem. So I uh, love, love David Fisher. I, I took the class out in San Antonio, and I, I learned to never judge after that. And I kind of said, who's this guy up here with, you know, a, a Tupac or Biggie Small shirt on, you know? And you started, you know, giving the whole spiel about apartments. And he took me to the side and kind of learned about my portfolio. And he, he said, what, what are you doing? And I, I said, you know, I'm I'm paying off all my properties, you know, I'm actually moved a lot of them to 15 year notes. And he said, I mean, you shouldn't do that. You need to be cashing those properties out and selling them and moving bigger. So I, I fought him for, I don't know how long I said, you know, it doesn't make sense. You know, why would I take a lower return and do that? So he had me calculate, and I think this may have came from you, my, my return on net worth. And once I did that, I kind of, kind of understood a little bit. I just had all that lazy, dead equity there, not doing anything. And um, eventually I came around. So what I did is I sold my first property I lived in in Southern California, out in Elisa Viejo. And I actually 1031'd that into three properties totaling uh, 30 units. So basically what took me 15 years to build up that 50 units, after joining that very next year, David forced me to, to get out of my comfort zone, and I basically doubled the portfolio w- within that first year. It was it was amazing. So that, that that was a big takeaway. Wow, that's interesting. It, that I did come up with that, and I think it is one of the uh, most interesting calculations there is out there. I mean, everybody talks about, well, I've got to made a lot of money in this, and I made a lot of money in that. You go, okay, you made a lot of money in these little teeny parts of your your net worth, but take. Everything. Take what are you doing with your whole net worth? And when you calculate your return on net worth, it's amazing. Most people don't make over a, a tenth of a percent. Um, a good a good number is two or three <laughs> percent, and almost nobody makes five or six or seven percent on net worth. If they did, if you made ten percent on net worth, you'd be unbelievably rich. I'm looking at your percentage of rates of return, and I'm just going to read these. I'm going down the line: two hundred fifty-seven percent capital gain, thirty k capital gain, five hundred sixty-six percent capital gain, twenty-two percent cash on cash, four hundred eighty-seven percent capital gain, twenty-three percent cash on cash, thirty-seven percent. I mean, these are great numbers. And I understand from coming out of single family houses where I had the same kind of returns that were just incredible returns. It's hard to, to jump down, especially in nowadays when you're looking at, you know, five cap rates and four cap rates and so forth. But even then when the, they were 10 cap rates when I started, you know, seven or eight when maybe you started five or six years ago, it is tough to mentally see that 
it's as important to make a lot more money than it is to make a lot higher percentage rate of return. Is that pretty much what you were trying to say? That's exactly right, Dell. And it took me a long time to get there. I, I just could not bridge that gap. Why in the heck would I take, you know, a 10% return or an 8% cash on cash return when I'm doing 20, 30%? I, I just couldn't, couldn't get there. But, you know, in doing that, the total dollars return were a lot more, even though the, the cash on cash was, was lower. So, Took me a while. I'm a slow learner, but he, he finally pushed me. So he was a great mentor and finally, finally got me there. That's good. The way I finally got over it, Jason, is I figured out how much money I was making per hour spent on what I was doing. And when you do that, you know, you can see that the single family is way better than your job. A duplex and a fourplex is better than a single family, probably even. Because like you said, you know, you're paying, well, I guess in a fourplex, you still got four different utility bills if you're paying the utilities. But you got, you know, one tax bill instead of four tax bills to pay and so on and so forth. So the economics of scale starts to pay up. But when you get to small apartment complexes and you're taking care of 20 or 30 units with one phone call, you know, or 60 and 80 and one phone call a day, it's totally different. So let's talk about, you came out of there and you bought these 30 units the next year. What what kind of deals were they? So they, they were same same thing, you know, single families, duplexes, a lot of fourplexes, but I started getting to the small multis at that point. So I got a, a six unit, a, an eight unit, and a, and a 16 unit as, as part of that 30 unit total, 1031 that I did. Mm-hmm. And what did you think of those when you started with that stuff? It, it was it was interesting. So that that's when I you know did all the training, learned about NOI, learned about cap rates, and and the kicker for me was um, I didn't have to wait on that market appreciation. I could I could force that appreciation with with NOI. So that that was a big big piece of it that that I loved. You know, it's it's all about improving operations, and I. I thought I was pretty good. My team was pretty good. We could do a lot better than these third-party guys. And that was, you know, I was off to the races with, with small multis at that time. You know, it's really interesting because when I first moved up from where you were at in the single-family type stuff, and I owned duplexes and fourplexes also. Uh, in fact, I actually owned 15 duplexes in the same street. So it was like a, I owned the street. Useless piece of information. But the bottom line was... When I moved up, I didn't have anybody mentoring me and teaching me the stuff that, you know, we teach at the classes. And so I just thought you buy apartments for the same reason you buy a house. You buy them, you hold on to them, and you try to pay them off. You know I mean? That's, I had the same backward belief system as to what I was doing until somebody joined up to Lifestyles and said, and this guy was an Arthur Anderson guru, genius dude, and he said, nah. We move the cap rate and we sell the building or we refinance the money out tax free. And when that hit me, it changed everything for me, for lifestyles, for everybody I was teaching, and for you to come in and, and get to see that, that this is what we're really doing. We're really moving that cap rate around. We're moving the value around purposely, as opposed to just buying it, paying it off, and letting it cash flow. That's a major change. So let's go from there. Once you got the taste of that, what were your next thoughts and what were your next moves? So at that time, I wanted to learn. So so David's a great mentor. He was pushing me to keep growing, you know, getting out of my, my comfort zone. And he said, you know, you, you got some experience. You need to become a lead. So before I, I thought about ever taking anyone else's money, I, I take that very serious. Um, 
I, I joined up as a passive in, in a deal to kind of see how all that works. And that, that was in 2016. So I, um, I did that. You know, I saw how the reporting was. I saw how, you know, they came in and rehabbed and operations, visited the property, and then joined up with a couple more passive deals. And then at that point, you know, in 2018, I bought a, a 77 unit as a, as a lead in San Antonio. And Austin was, was increasing so crazy during those years. Uh, I started reallocating a lot of the capital in Austin to San Antonio because it was more of a slow, steady turtle rather than the big spikes that we see out here. So next steps were, you know, passive and then, and then getting into a 77 unit uh, lead deal. So uh, is that the Hamilton place? Yes. Well, we got to take a break. We'll come back. I'm going to go into what it was like being a lead because that is a different step. We'll be right back. Del Wamsley Radio Show. Oh, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Del Tuesday is Jason Barley out of Austin, Texas. Jason has done everything under the sun, and we've come through his story so far of him doing single families, duplexes, fourplexes, lots of all those. Then moving to small apartment complexes and then finally deciding uh, that he needed to try out being a lead. Jason, totally different thing being a lead. How did you feel about it? Uh, I was nervous, real nervous at first because I I took having partners a lot more serious than, than my own stuff. So it was a hard thing to overcome knowing I was responsible for others, you know, other people's retirement. So it, it was tough, but, um, you know, I, I got into it and I, you know, took it serious and, and, and it was, it was a fun experience. And Teresa Harrell, uh, she's an amazing, you know, operations consultant. She had my back and any questions I had, I had, you know, tons of friends in the industry out there that I called all the time for help. And it was a, it was a great experience. Well, looking at your, your resume from this point on, it looks like that was, uh, I'm not seeing any more sponsors on here. I see his partner, 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 partner. Oh, there's a KP sponsor, another deal. So how many deals did you end up being a lead in? Just one or two or how many? So I got uh, four. So it's a 77 unit. And then in 2020, I did 130 unit and 152 unit. And then um, September last year in San Antonio, I actually did 165 units. So I got four of them now. Wow. So you did overcome, and it, it really yeah. is, it's, there is a massive amount of fear. I felt the same thing. I mean, there's people out there that don't have scruples, that don't have integrity, and they don't worry about taking people's money. They figure, ah, it's their money. Who cares? I'm not going to lose my I'm going to lose their money. And, but for me, I, same thing that you felt, it's, just, it's scary as heck, and you work a lot harder trying to manage other people's money than you do your own. I see, though, that you did a lot of passive deals also during that time. Share with us your thought process as to why you'd want to do both passive and lead deals. It's basically, I kind of wanted to learn at first, so I joined up passive, but I think for the lifestyle or the quality of life, I saw some of the, like a John Fry, kind of look up to him and, uh, you know, he's retired on passive income. And I, I think my end goal is that, and this is a little outdated, but I'm in 30, 30 passive deals now, about 5,000 units. And. Uh, you know, David again pushed me to start cashing out a lot of that equity, and I've been going real heavy in the passive deals. The lead, I love it. It's it's a job. You know, I've got a good company, a good good staff, good team right now, but it's a job. But I, you know, I'm 45. I just turned 45, and I think the next the season of the next five years of my life is to get more into the 
into the passive. And if an opportunity comes along, I, I may jump on it as a lead. But I think I've got a good thing going right now, and I like both. But I, I like the passive a, a bit more at this point in my life. <laughs> Once you ever start getting money in the mail, man, and you don't have to do anything, it's really hard to go back. There's no doubt. Uh, yes, sir. At some point. As you move along here, you're changing the quality of your life by not doing as much work and moving more towards passives. What is your thought as to giving it all up at some point and just being totally passive? Do you think that'll ever happen or not? I think so. If I, I got an income number that I want to hit, if I have the network to get there, I, I think so. But I get bored real easy. So I, I don't know at this point. I, I think I may may still be a lead. May, maybe I row my own larger with, with no partners. I'm, I'm still trying to figure that, that out, what the next steps are. Well, the, and I can share this with you, just uh, being 20 years older than you are. It gets to the point where you have more money than you have time, you know, and you want to buy that time back. And being a lead gives you massive leverage. You can make a lot more money per time spent on something. But buying your own deal, especially once you're at the point where you're large enough to have your own management company, where you don't actually operate anything, you've got somebody else doing it for you. Owning your own deal, you don't want to give away any of it. You know, I, hey, I get people all the time. Can I get into your deal? You go, no, <laughs> my money is fighting for its own spot in deals right now. So, uh, no, you, you can't get in deals. And I don't mean that meaning like it sounded right. It just it comes off that the bottom line is I have enough money that I don't want to own 25 percent of 10 properties. I want to own, you know, 100 percent of four. That makes sense. That makes a lot, sense. It's a lot easier to deal with in my life and so forth. Um, what about your family and friends as you went through this? Anything interesting? Any interesting stories about family or friends as you went through this? Um, you know, you got the naysayers, uh, you know, family. They don't understand, you know, and they, they, they just know the stocks. And, you know, I, I invested in stocks from when I was 18 to 25, you know, and saw what that did. And then the first few years into real estate, I blew that out of the water. So, I'm slowly converting some of my friends um, and, and family, but uh, I've got a lot, lot of friends that joined up. So, I mean, we, we have, you know, get-togethers all the time. But my, my main thing right now is, you know, family. It's, it's like you say, not, not the money. It's the, the lifestyle. So my, my goal is to spend, you know, as much quality time with my daughter. Got an amazing 11-year-old daughter. We take trips all over, take her hiking. Uh, parents just moved to my neighborhood from, from California, so they got out of that bad, you know, tax environment. So... It's all about, you know, quality life now, and, and I'm at the point where I'm, you know, ready to start giving back and, and just, you know, improving my life. Uh, there's there's more to all this real estate, so that's kind of where, where I'm looking now. Being, um, and I'm going to use this word, word very lightly, it's not being pointed at you or anything, it's just as more of a loner, as a, a self-starter type of person that you are, did you find it interesting at all how people were so open about their finances when you came to Lifestyles? Oh, yeah, that, that was amazing. Uh, corporate America, no one talked about that. You know, you you weren't allowed to talk about how much of a, you know, measly 3% pay raise or, or you know, the small bonus you got every year. You didn't know what you bought, your boss made. You know, you'd get in trouble if you, you know, talk to coworkers. And then you, you talk to, you know, I got friends in Austin that were showing me their financials and telling me how much they made. And I said, son of a gun, you know, you're just a, a regular guy. You know, how, how can you, how can you be doing that? So, that's what helped me. I actually got laid off from corporate America in 2016, and that kind of forced me not to look for another corporate job and just focus on this full-time because I knew it was possible. I saw other members doing it, and that, that was a really good motivator and 
help me out. But yeah, we we are loners. I love our crew, though. Yeah, no doubt. Some people, the the old joke, this is a long time ago, the old joke was, we don't know if we're a real estate group with a preference towards drinking or a drinking group with a preference towards real estate. I don't know figure out what it was, but the bottom line was, was, I always joked that because I retired at 34 years of age, I had nothing to do because everybody else was working. So I started this group just to retire some other people to have somebody to play with. So it, it has that feel to it, you know, that we're all here just... Because we need people like ourselves that are out there and we're retired and have the time to take the trips. Because, you know, people don't have the time to go three, four, five trips a year. You know, they just can't take off that much. So you got to have some friends who got that ability. Daughter's 11. Where is she at psychologically? And are you teaching her anything financially differently than what you were taught when you were growing up? Yeah, we have we have lunchtime during summer, lunchtime real estate class. She, she loves numbers. Uh, I take her to the properties. I had her collecting coins from the laundry machines. And one thing that really ticks her off is she sees any trash on the properties or cigarette butts. She's like, Dad, oh my goodness, look at these people are disgusting. So she'll pick up trash, you know, and I'm slowly teaching her, not not forcing her, but we'll we'll see what she wants to be when she grows up. Right now it's a veterinarian, but uh, slowly planting the seed. She loves learning, so that that's good. We'll see where it goes with her. You know, it's funny, a lot of kids like have that goal of being a veterinarian. I guess it's because their love of animals is what it starts out as. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, I love some of the members where you're you're seeing legacy with their their kids now leading bills. You know that 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 would be a dream of mine if if that happens. But that's awesome to see where where the kids are in the business and it's a a family business. Yeah, I just got invested with a kid, twenty year old kid, yesterday. He put together his first deal, and I said, "Hey, I got to be a part of it." I like investing with the kids myself. I think the they're he's really aggressive. They're really motivated, and they listen. So if they get in trouble, they'll listen to somebody. Whereas the older people like, yeah, 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 don't tell me what to do type of thing. So I, I, I like it. It's good. So I'm, I was thinking about starting something where I try to find young kids. But I find that whenever I try to press something, it's not as genuine as when it just works. So I think the parents working with the kids until the kids hit that point where they want something is probably the best way. Now more intel to build a better lifestyle from Dell Wamsley. First choice is to try to mature, to grow up, and to get away from being dependent is to become independent, in which case you have control of your own financial situation, both your cash flow and your asset base. You need to do that. Now, the problem with most people is they can't do something like that in large chunks because they don't have enough money. So you start out like I did. You buy one rent house. This is the key. you got to start. How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? You've got to go buy one rent house. Now you're $500 a month freer than you were before you had that rent house. Buy two. Now you're a thousand a month freer than what you were until you get up to where you have about ten thousand dollars in income and then you can quit your job then you're totally free and then you can go out there and buy apartment complexes because you have the time to operate them if you've got more money when you're starting then you can just go start with an apartment complex and buy in and if you don't know how to operate it take the classes you learn how to do it but then you also hire someone else to do it for you that already has the skill set and you can move quicker We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with Jason Bartley and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Dell Tuesday is Jason Bartley out of Austin, Texas. Jason has over 5,000 units and many, many more that he's already sold off. So he's got quite the portfolio. As we went to break, we were discussing, you know, where he is at. You're successful. You've got over 5,000 units, you said. What's your plan for right now? 
So, Dale, the, the, the plan is just to continually, you know, in, in improve operations on my, my lead bills, um, you know, deliver deliver to pro forma. That's the, the main focus right now. And then keep networking, um, keep getting in passive deals, keep keep cash out refinancing and selling properties with a lot of a lot of debt equity, as, as David taught me. And then um, we'll see where it takes it from there. I think I need to get more. I'm a big traveler. My goal is to see the seven wonders of the world, and I, I have five done. And then COVID hit, so I, I need to get back there and knock knock uh, Egypt pyramids and Petra off the list. So that that's going to be you know coming up hopefully pretty soon. And just keep keep living life, keep keep experiencing and hanging out with my real estate friends, and keep living. Looking back at a long career in this now, since she started way 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 back here, I'll see 1991. Looks like your first deal. Somebody new just listening in right now. What would you say to them as far as where you could have done it better? What what do you as you look back now? Hindsight's 2020. What should you have done differently, or would you have done differently? Yeah, I, I don't like living with regrets. I was a Dave Ramsey guy. I was a Dave Ramsey disciple. You know, that's where I started paying off everything, and then I graduated from that to, to lifestyles. And if I had to do it over again, you know, of course, everybody says they'd start sooner, and I, I would have moved to, to multifamily a, a lot sooner. I think that's the that's the, the, the two main things there, because you saw, you know, what happened after that first year I joined. I basically doubled what I accomplished in and 15 years in one year. It's a very good point. I would like to ask you, um, not asking you to trash Dave Ramsey, but tell people out there, what is the difference in the theory between Dave Ramsey and Lifestyles Unlimited? And how do you see the two fitting together? Right. I don't think there's anything bad about Dave Ramsey. I, I think he's great for, for certain people that, that need it, you know, that can't really manage money and learn how to, you know, create budgets. But to build wealth, he doesn't really teach you that. Uh, paying off debt does not build wealth. Taking that equity, as you all taught me, and then moving it into bigger deals and calculating your return on that work, that's that's what builds wealth. That, that's what gets you out of corporate America. That, that's what creates the freedom. So I think he's good for certain people, but eventually, you know, if you have things that you want to do in life and goals, you need to graduate and kind of look more into investing and not, not paying off the debt, which is not, not what I was taught growing up. So I'm, I'm glad I learned it. So if you got somebody listen to the radio right now and they're just like you and I we're skeptics what would you say to them how do they overcome that skepticism what do you think would be the best way for them to overcome that well for, for me personally I, I mean I don't think we can tell anybody to take action for me it was it was an event negative event you know in my life and getting laid off from corporate America and seeing that path is not what I wanted so I think unless you have some pain and you want to make a change that's that's what it took for me so if you want to change your life, you can. The tools are there. You just need to need to take that action. I mean, there's a whole different you know ball game out there rather than work at corporate America and investing in stocks and hopefully you know like you say your money you know doesn't run out by the time you die. And it's good seeing there's normal people like me. I'm definitely not the smartest guy, but there's there's people that are doing it. Yeah, it's an interesting one too. Bring up is not the smartest guy. You don't have to be the smartest guy, the sharpest knife in the drawer, do you? No, no, I'm, I'm definitely not. Hard worker, that's for sure. Definitely not the smartest, but if you see, you know, somebody that's like you can do it, or somebody that may not be as smart or aggressive as you, say, hey, you know, if this guy's doing it, you know, I, I can do it. Yeah, especially if you got someone showing you the way to do it, right? 
That's, that's, that's right. key. That's right. if, you, if you can get in front of it, know what you're doing before you do it, instead of not trying to fail your way to success like so many gurus tell you. Get out there and just try, 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 and fail, 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 fail. Yeah, you'll eventually figure out what doesn't work, but that doesn't mean you'll ever figure out how it really does work. And I see that all the time. Yeah, and um, I'm actually going out. Can't wait. Uh, case study in, in Austin, finally, after a couple of years. So right after oh, this, yeah. this afternoon, I'm going out, hanging out with all my friends, and it's going to be I good will. to see everybody in person. It was incredible. First case study we had back in Houston. I've felt so alive again. Hey, you live on Lake Travis? Yeah, yep, right on Lake Travis. Right do, you know, do you know where that big restaurant is there on the cliff of Lake Travis? I'm looking at it out my window. It's across the lake from me. Yeah, Oasis. what's that called? Oasis, okay. If you sit in the Oasis looking at the lake and then look to your right, there's a big house that sits outside of a cliff. Mm-hmm. It's 20,000 square feet or something like that. I almost bought that thing. I looked at it oh, five that- times. No kidding. That's the owner of Fiesta Supermarket. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Amazing. Finally sold <laughs> after after three years of me looking at it, wanting it, looking at it, wanting it. It finally sold to somebody else, and so I would have been your neighbor. That's where I wanted to live. Oh this man, was, the view is incredible from up there. But Beautiful. my wife didn't like it. She didn't like it. She said that it was yep. pure ornate. Everything was ornate. She just didn't like that. So I would have been your neighbor, buddy. Well, it is there's, beautiful. There's more houses out here. Yeah, not like that one, though, man. Sitting out the side of the cliff like that was unbelievable. It really was. Plus, you owned eight acres of the side of the cliff and into the lake, which was wow. hard to believe. Free water, everything, because, you know, you own part of the lake. It's a different deal. She had some money, some bucks, but that's beautiful. We were so, actually right, we were right below at wake surfing yesterday looking up at that exact home. That's, that's funny you mentioned that. Yeah. Crazy. Well, Jason, I want to thank you for coming on, sharing your story. I want to thank you for being a lead investor and coming on here and telling people what you've done, sharing it openly and so forth. For the rest of you out there, remember this. Jason, myself, and everybody here at Live Sales, we don't do this to make a little money. We do this for an incredible lifestyle. Now, from the files of Del Wamsley. People go, well, I really never like to retire. And the truth of the matter is that you probably would like to retire. Is that really going to happen anymore? Now you take the far other extreme. By the time I was 34 years of age, I had accumulated enough real estate passive income to replace my earned income, and I retired. When I say retired, what I'm really saying is I dropped out of corporate America. Didn't want to go back. Actually, never did go back. Never have gone back, got another job. Do you see these two things as the same thing? It's an interesting concept because every year since I've quote-unquote retired, I've made more money. Why? Because each year I buy a little bit more real estate and that little bit more real estate makes me a little bit more money or I buy another business or I start another business and that business makes me a little more money. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.